We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Morgan. Today, I brought Bryant back on for another episode. This time, we're going to tap into his expertise and his experience going to pharmacy school, being a pharmacist with a doctorate, and then experiencing COVID and leaving because of the mess that he saw behind the scenes. I have so many questions for him all the time whenever we're together, and I have a list of things that I want him to say to you guys publicly on the podcast because I just, I know to him, it's like, you know, a a classic experience that he had. He's kind of used to talking about it. He's used to experiencing it. But to me, as I'm hearing it, I'm like, wow, this is really, really important information. So that being said, let's get on into it. Of course, just when he thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has a patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. MyPillow 2.0 temperature-regulating technology is 100% made in America and comes with a 10-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com. And use promo code Morgan for this discount, you guys. MyPillow.com, promo code Morgan. Thank you. Okay, hello, Bryant. How's your morning? That's good. How are you? I'm having a good one. Having a good one with the pups. (laughs) Um, Bryant, we get a lot of questions in our little Q&A submission pool where people can submit their questions for us on the podcast. Half of them were about health things. Yes. A lot of them were also personal questions about us, so I figured I'd start off lightly before we get into the dirty details of COVID-19 and all of the big pharma stuff that we all want to hear about and ask you a more goofy one. We had a few questions. What were your first thoughts when you saw me? Mm, First (laughs) thoughts. So Morgan stayed at a hotel after she landed at the airport because she got in late. And so when I pulled into the parking lot, she was already outside dancing around, singing some Irish song, and basically fit the exact vibe she gives off of social media. So it was good to see that that's how she really was in person. That's kind of my first thoughts. Hmm. And obviously, still very attractive. So <laughs> That's good. I guess to provide more context, I went and met Bryant in Alabama, kind of a risky little adventure that we went on, but it was totally worth it. And my flight got in, what, at like 1130, and you offered a million times to come pick me up and uh, make it a little more comforting for me. But I just said, no, I'll just get a place at the the local like airport hotel because I didn't want to make you go out of your way. So um, you came and picked me up in your big truck. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's probably need to ask you what's your first thought seeing that tank coming in the parking lot you're Um, like who is this redneck well my first thoughts is it was winter i guess it was about to be winter and there were 
pink, hot pink roses, uh, like rose beds. And I thought that was really interesting to see those growing (laughs) in uh, the month that we were in. And so I was just kind of like, wow, this is really beautiful. And you can have flowers all year long. So that was already on my mind. And then you rolled up and I didn't know. I'm kind of awkward. And so I was just hoping to not be as awkward. (laughs) In the first thing, but I like, I first asked you this question. I'm glad you gave a sweet answer because I first asked you this and you were like, well, you were really short. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you did tell me you're five feet, I think. Right. Yeah. I think so. I mean, no, it it, it wasn't (laughs) like a big surprise, I don't guess, but (laughs) I mean, I'm kind of tall. So yeah, you're kind of tall and I'm kind of short, which means that when it comes to hard facts like science and pharmacy, Facts just fly over my head. It's not even, I don't even have a chance. Those things just go right over my head because I'm a dumb dumb and I'm short. And so that's why you're on the show today is to explain difficult things to a simple lady. Well, I'm not like some crazy expert, but I'll help the best I can, I guess. You have a doctorate. I I know, but (laughs) you should see some of the people that I graduate with. I'm not knocking on it, but I mean, that's why I always like value go get a second opinion sometimes. Like if something happens in your personal life and you didn't really, whether it's a doctor or whoever it might be, I don't think it's a bad thing to go get a second opinion because, I mean, some people just kind of memorized the book and got through and, you know, was drunk throughout the week, you know, and just was able to pass the test off a lot of Adderall and got a degree. And Mm. whether it's a doctorate or whatever it might be. So, you know, I'm not knocking them. I'm not saying I'm like so much better or nothing like that. But yeah, it it's it can be interesting when second opinions are considered, because I think it's a lot of truth to that. Yeah. Well, that's actually a, a good tie into the next official question that I have for you. I became interested in science and in this kind of health information because from a political standpoint and for me caring, I I wanted to be a responsible citizen, all that stuff. I started seeing that like the issues of trusting the experts goes way beyond COVID. And we have these huge companies making products and then getting them approved without proper safety procedures and checking because they pay politicians, they pay for the bureaucrats and the people that are, employed by the government to approve them basically people get employed by the government and then go work for big pharma and keep those connections or they do the opposite and it's just kind of this little cesspool of people that are trying to make a lot of money and you don't have proper accountability and so i came from that angle and what really made me interested in your story is the fact that you went through eight years of all this and you got your job you were working as a pharmacist and then and you've talked about on the last episode, you didn't really look at politics like you saw who was in office. Were they a good person? Were they a bad person? Stuff as simple as that. And you really started to pay attention when you saw how the experts, how the elites started talking and communicating about the potential solutions to COVID that didn't fit their narrative with like a vaccine. And so that's when you really started to care. Would you say that going through school, that's how pretty much everybody was? Like nobody was really considering the fact that there are big issues with big pharma and they were just going to be a good pharmacist (laughs) when they graduated? So there's a couple foundational things. The first one is regular people, well, just everyone wants to be able to hear a medical expert slash CDC or whoever it might be. When they give their recommendations, they 
are hoping it's true. Like, that's how it should be. Like, let me first say that. Like, a lot of people still think that's very true. A lot of people think that, you know, whether it's our president or whoever it might be, when they say something that it is 100% facts. Like, when you turn on the news, it's showing the facts. And that's why people watch the news so much. They just kind of want to see what's going on. And now it's just twisted into some reality TV show almost like this one versus this one and just drama. And it's not really news anymore. So the pharmacists, well, even doctors, I mean, I feel like I can talk for both of them. Um, they go to school trusting these people who spent time doing these studies and um, trusting what they're learning from their teachers, who they look up to. And, and when they go out into the real world, they really feel like they're given the best answer. Like I don't, if say for instance, if a pharmacist might not think like me on certain things, that doesn't mean they're an evil one. That's just what they were taught in school slash programmed, you know, like pharmacy school. Um, and to be honest with you, when I went to pharmacy school, you really do see medicine is mainly the answer for everything. And I was not that wasn't like a wake up call or anything. I just kind of accepted that. I was like, well, I'm going into pharmacy. So it's medicine. So I know that's what I'm going to be learning. And I found over time that it's usually you're taking other medicine for side effects from this other medicine. And it's kind of a interesting little cycle. But going back to your point on like um, just America as a whole, I know we're in like a niche of pharmacy. It really comes down to you have a group of people who want to be in power. They have so much money that they're probably eating off gold plates, gold cups. Like they literally have no worry in the world. And the only thing they left left to have is power over people. Mm -hmm. And I really think it's, you know, almost like a royalty status and we're all peasants. And it, and when, when you start there, you can kind of go backwards on, okay, so when we're talking about medicine or like vaccines for profit, you have to look at it as like these, these people in power can pay off certain other people for a small amount of sum of money, whether it's 200000 or 300000 you know, that's small in the long run of things, to make them vote certain ways, to make them push certain narratives. You know, they control the media. And when it all boils down to is they're not suggesting to go get out sunlight because that doesn't make money. They're not suggesting to go work out because that doesn't make money. They want you sick. They want you fat. And they want you basically confused. They want you broke. And all of this comes back to you got to rely on them. And that's the power segment. And I think America is not as free as a lot of people think it's free. I think we are really not that free when you add up all your taxes and you're knocking on 40 or 50 percent tax. I mean, just think logically about that. Every dollar that you make, you almost got to give 50 cents back. You know, and then we don't agree on a lot of the policies and it's just like, oh, well, if you don't pay your taxes, you're arrested, mm -hmm. you know. So it's like, are we free? And, and then it's like it seems like every year something, whether it's a Republican or Democrat who gets in office, still bad things happen and still just a little bit of our freedom gets taken away from one thing or another. And I know this was a pharmacy question, but I just had to <laughs> rant about that for a minute um, after getting on Twitter this morning and basically just seeing a bunch of talking points and nothing's going to happen. Mm -hmm. But 
going back to like the medicine thing, um, let's just be honest. With all with all, business is business, right? And unfortunately, medicine is a business deal. Um, they are big pharma; they own it, right? These pharmacies. If I owned an independent pharmacy, guess what? Why would I want people to come off medicine? Think about that. If I own a pharmacy, I have a beautiful family. I got seven techs and two other pharmacists making one hundred twenty thousand dollars. Why would I want my patients to come off their medicine? Mm-hmm. They can't, or we would shut down. Yeah. So think about that too. Like it's a weird dynamic of we're all in it to make money on this side. Or if we're an employee of a big retail kind of store, their job is to keep the store open. So their job is, hey, you need to be a good pharmacist, but also you have to think well, we're not trying to get them to come off either, you know? So, and I think it's all tied together behind closed doors of like, how do we keep them on 30 day supply medicine and really not coming off of it and not really telling them to go work out that much or not, you know, with diabetes, like you can literally do a few things, maybe given your circumstance and come off one of your meds, you know, um, that's just not talked about as much. It's just so much of just filling and dispensing and, and, you know, with like I was at CVS and it was actually a good atmosphere and good techs and other good pharmacists that I worked for, but their number one thing was, hey, we got to give X amount of flu shots this year, and if you didn't, you kind of got a little earful, saying, why didn't you give that many flu shots? Y'all missed y'all's number. But but vaccines are a, is a low hanging fruit for a pharmacist to make for a pharmacy to make money off. Wait, of. Wait, wait, pause. So do you get reimbursed or something, or where does the money come from if you get like? every vaccine that you give for the flu or, or other ones? Yeah, so it's easier if I said if I own the pharmacy. But I, I didn't work in a pharmacy where I owned. I worked at, at a big retail store. But just say I owned a pharmacy. All right. Day one of opening business, say if Morgan worked for me, um, I was a pharmacist and she was a tech, the number one goal getting into the flu season was, hey, we have to try to get, them, get as many flu shots as available um, as possible. Give them a little incentive. Tell them to you'll give them a free Coke. That was that was before COVID. That was a thing because vaccine. I don't know what it, the flu shot is now, but it seemed like it was around forty to fifty dollar profit per person. Wow! For a, like if I own the pharmacy, and is that, that from the insurance company? Yeah. So yeah, I would be reimbursed uh, from the insurance company, and just say a basic blood pressure medicine. If I did, you know. Um, X amount per day of just your basic blood pressure medicine, I only might make a dollar per 30-day supply of this blood pressure medicine. There just wasn't a lot of money in a lot of the medicines. Mm -hmm. So vaccine was like, whoa, $40 punch Mm -hmm. on just one? Wait a minute. Do they have their, you know, you can go down the whole list of all the other vaccines, the pneumonia and all that other stuff that you try to push them with the flu. And And then it's just like this giant cocktail that they're getting. But reality is... The pharmacy owner's like, oh, we just made $130 off that patient. Mm-hmm. Like, that's good. And then, like, we need to try to keep pushing that. So it's all been – but, again, it goes back to, like, it's always been a business. Like, And, and, and that's just a sad thing about it is health is a business, and that's where it can get hairy. Mm-hmm. Because, um, you know, you're messing with people's lives, and you're just trying to get paid so you can keep the lights on. Yeah. You know? Well, and so kind of going back to the student thing, it – I feel more sympathy for the students going through pharmacy school and then end up with all this debt and then have to be pharmacists because they've kind of put themselves on that life track and it's really hard to get off of it. Um, 
I'm curious, though, because you have the people seeking profit and they're greedy and they don't care and they maybe see us as peasants and they have all this money. And to them, it's just kind of like this game where, I mean, companies, they know that there's going to be a harmful impact, but they'd rather just pay the fine (laughs) because either way, they're making a ton of money. So you have those like really bad people, but then you kind of also have these not clueless, but they definitely aren't very aware people going to pharmacy school and they're kind of in the pharmacy sense of just doing their job and it's perpetuating the bad stuff. It's allowing it to keep happening. And so that's kind of how I view it because you've told me before, like you were told, okay, if a person feels these things, you give them this pill. And if they feel these things because of that pill, then you give them this pill and it'll calm down those symptoms. Kind of like if a person needs to get amped up in the day, what is it? What's the one, Bryant, where like a lot of people take Adderall and then they can't fall asleep at night. So then the doctor's like, you know what the solution is? We'll give you sleep medicine. Yeah. And they're yeah. just kind of like amping themselves up, shutting themselves down with a pill every night and morning. Yeah. And I always find myself as I don't like to like, uh, in no sense am I like trying to judge anybody or, or whatever. But, you know, obviously on Instagram, we follow um, the carnivore guy. I don't even know how to say the last name. Uh, carnivore Aurelius. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and and natural minded mama. Yeah. And they do make good point about good points about all the depression medicines, for instance. I really... Just, just a judgment call. I, I don't think that many people are truly, truly depressed in a sense. Mm-hmm. And if you, because if you, if you tear away the curtain and look at their lifestyle, maybe they're just, for instance, they're not getting any sunlight. They're probably dehydrated. They're stressed out to the max from whether it's a relationship in their family or just in general, in general, not eating good foods. And their body is just in a constant, just high stress um, environment that if they just change a few things, all of a sudden they're not on a medicine that just is really not fun to be on either. And there's a lot of things like the whole Adderall and then, you know, sleep medicine at night. I mean, yeah, that's a big thing I saw. There's a lot of kids that I mean, the pharmacists would see it. They'd be like, "Look what this thirteen-year-old is on," and it would just be all these just a couple. I mean, it'd be an antipsychotic, depression, anxiety. It'd be an Adderall. It'd be the sleep med, and it's like, wow, like that is just so much for like a this kid. And the pharmacist be like, "Yeah, that that doctor's crazy," but that's what they that's what they prescribe. And then we'll just mash in her and dispense it on through. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of pharmacists are like, "Wow, this is." pretty interesting it's not they probably shouldn't be on this and i don't really know how to fix that and that's why it always goes back down to you know people like natural minded mama which is an instagram page who's really great um who are making more people aware like hey if you really do want to come off this medication like there is other ways besides doctors that are so programmed thinking this is the only way yeah and that's kind of been more so the side that i've fallen onto is there is other ways Yeah. Well, I really like that, too. And I was watching my friend Isabel. Um, She does live streams and she did one little clip that she posted from it of one in three girls in America have serious thoughts about suicide. And I've personally seen people do it over being bullied. I mean, mean, things that seem pretty trivial. Well, hold that thought. What also are they given that increases that, too? Exactly. I mean, the, the girls are told that their bodies are the same as men, that we don't have like a four stage period of cycles every month and that our hormones are constantly changing in all of them. And then they're put on birth control from a really young age told, hey, this will help you with your cramps and your pimples. And in reality, it's totally shutting down a really precious part of their body and their systems. 
And so it makes me really sad. But then they're also eating processed food. They're staring at their screen for five, six, seven hours a day. They're going to a very hostile environment at school because I personally think what's going on at public schools and, you know, private schools as well. It's just become this level of toxicity that I don't think is normal anymore. I mean, like, I know that school can be stressful, but I think as a culture, we've allowed ourselves to to entertain certain behavior, even for kids with each other, like the bullying and the treatment that you have and the gossiping and stuff, even down to that level, it makes it very hard for them to get by day to day. And I feel really sad. And I always see that meme. And I really do think there's truth to it is the carnivore kind of style post of like, you think you're depressed, just go outside. (laughs) It's like, if people just got a little bit back to their roots and spent some time outdoors and had wholesome, positive hobbies in their life, I think it could bring so much positivity. And no, that's not going to cure depression. But in a world right now that's completely depraved, I think it could save a lot of people instead of becoming a little zombie on all this medication. Yeah. I mean, just start at the basics of your body is mostly made up of water. How many people are even drinking the adequate amount of water? Like, (laughs) seriously, just start there. Yeah. Think about it. Like, if you're like 55 or 60% made up of water, I don't even remember the percentage. I might be wrong, but... Mm -hmm. And you're drinking like a small glass of water, and everything else is not that, or even alcohol. Like, the, you, your body is is gonna be stressed out, slash dehydrated. Your cells, I mean, nothing's gonna be, um, you know, optimal, is how I like to say it. Then you can take the second tier of you need to eat better foods. Okay, well that's just, I feel like it's just so logical. Like I feel like Simple. you know what I mean. Like we're talking about getting just sunlight, not sit out there and bake all day long. You know what I mean? But like sunlight, eat nutrient-dense foods, drink your water. And it's like, hey, I like a whiskey drink every now and then, especially in the cold. It's not like I'm some perfect person. Mm -hmm. But like, yeah, like if you're not drinking water and you're drinking four days a week, I'm sorry, but your body is going to be, whether you know it or not, in a stressed out state. When you're stressed out, all right, your immune system immediately feels that. So you're not going to be, you know, full on combat for whatever it might be. And it's just, it really is some pretty logical things. Like we, we, we talk about traditional stuff, like when people didn't have much and when there wasn't a million things to choose from in a grocery store. Um, just look at, look how, look at their body um, type. Like look at the size of them back then in the day. Mm-hmm. You did not see many obese people. Like let's just be honest. Um, and we even had a friend over at our house uh, not too long ago. He went to, what country was it? Jimmy went to Europe? Was that? Was that where it was? Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember, but they ate a lot. They seemed like they ate similar stuff oh, like we did. Something, something like that. Th- we had a friend went to another country who they actually ate a lot of food, but he actually lost weight. And he felt like he ate the same amount of food. He felt like he lost weight and like his body just felt better. But the point of that is America has just went down a, um, I'm sure everybody's heard of like seed oils and all this bad stuff, but... If you pretty much walk in the middle of the grocery store, you're going to see probably it has some version of an oil in the ingredients. And it's just very interesting when these other countries or back in the time would eat all these calories and they wouldn't gain weight or they wouldn't it wouldn't match how it matches now. Mm -hmm. And so it's just a whole circle of things. But pretty much at the end of the day, just drink your water, you know, get some sunlight, you know, the whole Sunscreen debate is interesting. You can't even walk outside with, without putting on sunscreen, CDC says. But if you didn't have sun in your life, 
I mean, we would die. Yeah. Dogs know to go outside and lay in the sun. Yeah. There is, for some reason, animals have an instinct. Like, I need to get sun like that. I'm going to go lay out there in it. Well, and that's what I mean of the the people that they mean well, like the people that go to pharmacy school. A lot of people mean well. And so I see these skin experts on Instagram give all these tips and stuff. And they literally say, reapply your sunscreen, even when you're sitting at your desk at work every three hours or just some really extreme stuff. And then they say, here's the one that I use. And they've got oxybenzone in their sunscreen, which is now labeled a carcinogen causing cancer. And so it, it just, a lot of it doesn't make sense to me. But for, I think back to my journey, I was kind of like you of like, I just didn't think the experts would lie. I didn't think that we couldn't trust our health experts at least i know politicians are their usual ways but like i just thought we could at least trust the experts that were interested in providing us information like a food pyramid stuff like that so not only is the food pyramid a scam but my journey was like starting to care a little bit more about little things and decisions that i was making replacing certain things i really started to learn about sunscreen replace that i learned about the fluoride and the toothpaste replace that i learned about deodorant i learned about birth control i made all those changes and then i felt like it almost became overwhelming because i posted a little video of me roller skating and i had airpods (laughs) in my ears and i remember someone commented and said morgan i've I've noticed that you've been on such a health journey why are you wearing airpods and then i look up the signs of the airpods and i see that i'm basically cooking my brain and (laughs) and it just was like what else is is wrong but you go to the gym and everybody is still consuming all the bad stuff you see people put on the bad sunscreen you see people wearing airpods everywhere so it's like Am I just overthinking this all or are we all about to die in 10 years or start to get seriously ill as we age and we're just an experiment? Well, there's a healthy and unhealthy side of that. You might be reaching the freak out side and that's not, (laughs) you know what I mean? That's not healthy either. I just think, I just think, you know, you got to, it's fair to say control the controllables. Mm -hmm. And not worry about a train derailment in Ohio too much. Yes, if you live in the area, maybe for sure. But like, you know, us in other areas, simple tweets that we're bashing the government again and all this. Like, but we're still drinking Cokes and getting hammered tonight and not doing anything in our personal life. Our household is a wreck. We're broke. We're not even trying to, like, make any more income. The wife's mad at us. But by gosh, Joe Biden's a bad guy. You know what I mean? Like at some point, it's like we got to control the controllables Mm -hmm. in our own personal life and then not get too stressed out on that. Like like for you, like, I mean, yeah, like the going back to the fluoride, though. So if people don't really know the whole fluoride thing, there, there is a couple of different things. But like one, like it was used to treat hyperthyroidism, which means if someone has an overactive thyroid, it was used to treat that to bring that back down. So say if you had a normal thyroid and you're given this, maybe you go into hypothyroidism and just look at what the thyroid is responsible, like your metabolic rate. I mean, usually people with hypothyroidism, I mean, they're they're very overweight. They feel sluggish. It's just, you know, all these things. So that's just a simple, quick, like, wait a minute. Maybe if I like, yeah, like the toothpaste or um, tap water, you you know, yeah, you start. So the water that I like is the Aqua True. That's not a plug. I'm not I had to I paid full price. Um, Reverse osmosis is kind of the deal with that. And with anything of that nature, you got to remineralize and Aqua True allows one of their things to um, you can buy the filter that remineralizes or you can buy the little drops. It's really not a big deal to remineralize. Sorry, that's confusing. But the I know, po- that, yeah, that was way the, over. The, the point is, is like, yeah, filter your water. And the thing about it is a lot of people think filtered water is like, oh, I'll just go buy bottled water. And what's the stat? It's like 60% of like filtered water are um, 
is actually just tap water. Mm-hmm. And then you're dealing with the plastic in it. And it's like, well, geez, what the heck do I do? And that's why, you know, if you want to spend the money, that's why I just said that water filter that I have that I stick on the countertop and we have glass bottles that will fill up and we'll just won't worry about the water for that day, mm-hmm. you know, and then you just knock out the next little thing you can control. And then the next thing. But I wouldn't get down this rabbit hole of like these Instagram people trying to find the next thing to set them apart from other influencers in this space because it seems like that's how it's getting. Yeah. Because it really is just a general like five things. Yeah. And then after that, you kind of get a little yeah. a little crazy. I mean, you know what I mean? Well, that's a people ask me, like, where do I start? For me, I feel like I'm just doing the basics and it's pretty simple. But if you allow yourself to get hyped up by what's on the Internet, you could be like freaked out. Like, am I poisoning myself all the time? But in reality, it's just make a little a few changes yeah. here and there. And so uh, we can answer that question later on because people have asked it and I've answered it before. But one of those things is like, I'm just going to stop using my AirPods because I've seen enough proof on that. I'm going to change what I cook my food in, store my food in. I don't use fragrance. It's those simple things like that. And then for me, women put about a hundred and something chemicals on our skin every single day and it all gets absorbed into the largest organ of our body. And those mm-hmm have some really, I mean, the products we use have some really nasty stuff in it. And so that's been a passion for mine too. And you know this, Brent, but I'm trying to find um, more organic, wholesome fabric for clothing. But that's a challenge. At the end of the day, it's like, we're not even trying to prove a point. We just want people to feel, you know, maybe their body... Imagine if your body could feel better without you realizing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, like the, I think one of the biggest shocks, kind of like the, wait, there's this, then this, then this, was the... The sunshine, how that has a positive impact in so much. The grounding, I love that. I think it's serious. And then magnesium deficiency. Mm-hmm. Natural Minded Mama talks about that a lot, and I just ordered more supplements for that. But it pretty much everybody, right, has magnesium deficiency, yeah. and that causes a lot of problems. There's a lot of deficiencies, but yeah, that's a good one to start on because magnesium is very important. I mean, I don't, I know it's not a podcast getting a lot of details, but um, yeah, I. Pretty much would follow Natural Minded Mama and um, <laughs> just go through her whole list yeah. and follow her. Like she makes it seem super simple, and it's a lot. It's a lot. You, you, we can get lost in the details on a podcast, but yeah, I know we're going a, a little all over <laughs> the place. But I think it's just because it's such a big conversation, and we could do more specifics later. But the magnesium thing really fascinated me when I started to understand that it's all about cell health. Yeah. Like you need you need healthy individual tiny little cells, well, and that's that can what it, make a huge difference in your life. That's what it's broken down to is mm-hmm. your cells, right? Mm-hmm. So like cancer is cells. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything is cells. And then you have like mitochondria. That's very important. And then these, um, you know, we're talking about magnesium or like vitamin D and all this stuff that all works together. That's why it's like we were reading last night. It takes more faith to be an atheist because like if you really break it down mm-hmm. to how your body is working and in sync and able to fix itself and look out for itself. I'm sorry, but it's just not an accident. So it's more faith to be an atheist than not believe that there, you know what I mean? A faith that there is a God. Yeah. Because it's too perfect and it makes everything has checks and balances. And we're just on the side. How do we optimally get the best we can out of the gift that we've been given on earth, our body? You know what I mean? Like try to take care of the temple. So, yeah. I love that. And you're right. I, that is such a fun concept for me to look into. And so I was I was glad when we heard that last night. Um, I, I kind of have the same kind of topic, but more so for COVID. So you're saying that you get reimbursed for vaccines. What was it like 
during COVID? Did you, I guess uh, in multiple ways, like what was it like to see the reactions of the people that you just went through all those years of school with when you both, you all got the same education. So how come you ended up like this and they didn't? Did that really throw you off at first? Or what were the people in your CVS, if you felt comfortable saying what they were feeling Especially since you assigned your text to fill up on things like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, and then you see the experts go and say, "No, no, no, don't take that." Like, what were you experiencing? And then I want to talk about vaccines. Okay, so that's um, a couple tiers to that. The first is we were all scared first, right? That's what I said in the last podcast. They were showing dead bodies everywhere. We had no idea something's in the air, mm-hmm. and people are dropping like flies. Mm-hmm. Well, I was scared to death. Like, I'm just going to be <laughs> honest with you. Like, we shut down the store, like I mentioned. Um, and you got COVID in January 2020. Yeah, I got COVID. And, but like I said, I didn't know it at the time. But, but what I felt was, yeah, about three or four days of, um, you know, you, you know, just fever to where that doesn't feel good. And then I lost my taste for about a week. But the point is, the point is, everybody was scared. Now, Whenever it started getting political, like everybody remembers Joe Rogan talking about, hey, I got it, and this is what I took. And one of it was one of them was ivermectin. And that's when CNN started making fun of them. That's when the horse dewormer came up. And then that's when I started shifting, like, what are we doing? Are we serious? Like, the guy's just sharing what helped him. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he got advice from some doctor, um, you know, and the Pentagon actually did release a statement that hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin were curatives, preventive curatives. Um, for COVID, that was a statement that was not released hardly to the public. But the bottom line is when the Joe Rogan thing started happening and just people were made fun of so much with the ivermectin deal, that's when I shifted um, to where I could kind of see what what was happening. And when you're talking about the reimbursement, so that's a little confusing deal with insurance and it's confusing, confusing intentionally. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if you don't know much how insurance works in a nutshell, it doesn't it does and doesn't matter what the doctor prescribes. You can be on a cholesterol medicine for 20 years and then the insurance if they get paid more by a manufacturer to put their specific cholesterol medicine on the formulary, meaning the insurance who all they cover cholesterol-wise they have to now, because this new manufacturer paid them more money, they're going to go with that cholesterol medicine. So then when the doctor goes in to, to prescribe the regular cholesterol medicine that you've been on for 20 years, the insurance actually says, nope, we're not covering that one anymore. Sorry, we're going to only cover this other one. And then the patient gets switched. So cholesterol medicine, it can actually, it does have a few side effects in some people. It can cause muscle pain or whatever it might be. But the point is, is like, so this got changed specifically because of money. And the patient was doing well off what they were doing off of. So that's kind of how insurance works. It's just um, reimbursing or is covering patients um, on their plan. And when you say cover, that means it pays the pharmacy X amount of money. Okay, so now you can like, that's how doctors get paid. If you come in, you know, whenever they're checking your blood pressure, whenever they're doing this, that, and whatever, each one of those is little bitty services that they bill your insurance who then pay the doctor. Um, that's kind of how that works. So tying all that into vaccines, that was just, hey, this is how much we are giving per COVID shot. It might cost you $5 to buy, but we might pay you $40. And by the way, that's not the numbers. I was just using an easy example. Um, so that was like a $35 profit. So pharmacists were like, heck yeah, that's $35 profit. That's another way for us to make money. With hospitals, it's a little bit different. So hospitals, these insurance companies basically run 
run the show uh, for a lot of them. So when these hospitals realized that they could have a patient with COVID, one, with COVID, meaning that's why they swabbed them so much, they get a little bit um, higher uh, reimbursement because of all the trouble and protocol it took to take care of that patient, you know, not letting it get to other people or just the, the all the protective measures. So they might pay them a little bit more if it was a COVID patient. Okay, so that's why when one comes in, it's like, hey, swab that guy. Let me just make sure he ain't got COVID because we're going to definitely mark him as COVID, mm-hmm. even though he came in with X, Y, or Z yeah. and nothing to like do with COVID. Crash. Yeah. So that's how that happened. Well, then it was like another little tear. Well, hey, if they ever get put on a ventilator, we're going to give you even more money. And so I'm not, I can't say it because I wasn't in them, but in the hospitals, but if someone was kind of on the line, wouldn't you, if you knew you were about to get paid a pretty big sum, just like, yeah, well, maybe they should go to the ventilator. Like, who knows? The point is money is the answer. What is the question? And that is just about in every scenario, unfortunately, out there. And that's just kind of like a little back end to how it worked, but the point is, is I started kind of seeing that and it was sad. And, um, you know, obviously we all remember you had to be on Zoom to see your loved one die in a hospital mm-hmm. and only one person can visit them. And the whole six foot rule, the whole mask rule. And it just really, I'm sorry to say, this pissed me off. And it's and it's just I was going to speak up about it because I was just seeing a different side than what they were saying. And mm-hmm. people were scared. And I didn't like that, you know. And so uh, you got a lot of heat even from the people that you went to school with. Yeah, so so they found my TikTok. So my TikTok got banned at about 600,000 followers at the time, and it don't really matter about the follower (laughs) count, but it was just funny. And TikTok banned me for nudity, and I didn't have (laughs) one single, didn't have one single, maybe even close to a shirt off video at all. So I don't don't understand that. But they banned me. Um, We just started talking about the vaccine so much. But the point was... There was a girl in my pharmacy class. She had posted, uh, what's the big deal? You healthcare professionals, you get the flu shot every year. What's the big deal with the COVID? And I was like, are you serious right now? This mm-hmm. thing got made in a very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. There, there's one. And then, well, anyway, so I started coming and my whole class, when I, well, sorry, 70% of my class was just basically um, going at me in the comments how this is a serious matter. You need to take politics out of it. Um, and all this stuff, because this is, again, back when Trump had mentioned something, you know, a medicine. And it, it it's so crazy how such a short amount of time it was, if you don't wear a mask, you're a hardcore conservative. And if you wear the mask, you're like a liberal or something. That's almost how it, it turned into. And it's like, wait, this is just health. This is just like, we're trying not to be scared. How is this politics already? You know what I mean? And that's kind of like all of them treated me like a political figure. In health, and it's like I don't under, I, I don't understand. And they were tagging these doctors at this local hospital who was being so sarcastic to me, like "Show me your sources" and all this stuff. And I'm like, "Show me your source where a a little small flimsy blue surgical mask reused 900 times is going to do any good against COVID." Like, <laughs> show me that source. And it was just it just got to the point where it's like, "What are we doing?" Like, you know what I mean? And yeah. I just had to get out of that. But um, yeah, mostly all my class was definitely not on my side. Hmm. And it seemed like the ones who were, which is interesting, were ex-military people. And I don't know if it's like they Mm. started seeing the ways of the world. They knew that. And it was just like, yeah, this is not adding up now. But that's who was kind of 
started being more on my side of those people in my class. And, um, yeah, it was just interesting. But again, it didn't, I didn't really care. I just kept going on with it, but it is, I don't have an answer for why some people who graduate with the same degree went through the same exact classes, think one way and the other class thinks the other way. I have no idea how that happened. That's really interesting. Well, I want to talk a little bit more about this. We'll do it on the next episode, but I guess I have one last question about your school stuff because you told me a little bit and I don't want to get this wrong. So just correct me if I'm saying this wrong, but you would learn from studies and take in all this information when you were in school and then slowly later on found out like, wait a second, guess who funded all this information to be taught to pharmacy students? So pharmacy school hits you with a ton of information in four years. In the last year, you're not even in the classroom. Mm -hmm. You're doing rotations. So really three years of schoolwork. So when you go in knowing nothing, essentially, and in three years, you're supposed to know everything. And that goes from the medicine all the way down to how was this drug considered a, you know, a good thing based off these studies and then how to learn the studies and all that. Like, that's just a lot of information. And I had no idea really how it even worked. I just thought it magically happened. But obviously in pharmacy school, I was like, okay, yeah, it's studies. Um, It's pretty crucial that you have a big study size, right? That makes sense. Like you don't want three people in your study. You want hundreds and hundreds and thousands because that makes your study more powerful, seeing that no bad side effect happened Mm -hmm. uh, or this good thing happened. Um, You know, there's different there's different terms in each study, basically. But to save us all some a little trouble, basically, each each study, you have to look at it. Like, how was it broken down? How was it done? Where was it done? And that's kind of what I learned in pharmacy school. I was like, okay, cool. So pretty good study, better study, not a good study. And that was basically kind of like the size of it and yada, yada. Well, when I got out of pharmacy school and then started seeing kind of how the COVID stuff happened and then started seeing like, do y'all really know how these studies are going on? And you start seeing who funds the studies, mm-hmm. which is big pharma. It's like, all right, if we are big pharma, me and you, what is our goal? Our goal is to stay in business. What does that mean? That means people take our stuff. And then they're funding most a ton of these studies that all recommend medication. Mm-hmm. So maybe there might be a little bias, meaning they're going to say take the medicine. They're going to say just in case take the medicine. Why wouldn't they? You know what I mean? And people can just think for themselves on it, but I'm just sorry. Like, I mean... Everything's then got a little corrupt, and um, but yeah, the studies even more. And there's people called ghostwriters, meaning you'll get these studies and you'll see that all these authors are like doctors, MDs by their name, but really they just got paid a little bit to put their name on it. And they weren't even in the study. Like there's there's a pretty high percentage of studies that have ghostwriters. So when you look at this study, you're like, wow, look at all these doctors involved. This is legit. The reality was. Maybe only a couple were, were were really involved, if if any. Wow. And that's kind of, I mean, again, all of this is online and you can like dig into it and maybe we can talk more into it. But but when I started seeing more and more of that, it's like, it really makes you just kind of stop and take a step back and like, have I just been lied to the whole time? Like, or is, is this like half truth, mostly truth, a little bit, none at all? Like, and then we go back to like, well, let's start with our controllables, you know, and that's what we were saying, like the sunlight what you eat, your drinking water and all this stuff, because 
even to your drinking water in hospitals, they're pouring this medicine down or even CVS, they're pouring this medicine down the sink. All right. So just say that gets in your water supply. Like what if it's not filtered? Like they say, EPA hasn't updated the regulations. What EPA is in charge of the water. Uh, guys, if y'all didn't know that, but EPA hasn't like updated their water uh, regulations in like 20 years. So what if it's not good filters? And what if that, what if there is like, you, we're talking about the fluoride and what if just medicines lingering in there? Like you don't even know what's in this stuff, you know? And it's just like, let's just start with basics um, and go from there. But wait, yeah. why do you put, you put the medicine down this drain? So, yeah, like, say, what? like, if, uh, I don't know, um, say if it was some kind of liquid, like, there, I guarantee you, there is a lot of, like, there is a better safety protocol, yes, but I'm sure there is quite a bit that just accidentally send it down the drain or something. Mm. Or look at all the people who say, you know what, I'm tired of my antidepressants, I don't flush them down the toilet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or, like, it, it, there's stuff that gets in the water, let's just yeah. be honest. Well, I've and, seen pictures of the pipes where like, well, I mean that too. That's just, city water goes through. Yeah. It's, it's a, really nasty. Yeah, it's just a different thing. There's a, there's a lot there's a lot of uh, reasons not to do the tap water, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, I think that's the thing is control the controllables. What a good statement. Brian, thank you for sharing your expertise with us. You're welcome. It's not much, but <laughs> I'm like bit. trying to keep up. I don't know if you've noticed my eyes. I'm like, what, 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 what? Yeah, it's hard <laughs> because like um, we can really, yeah, there's a lot of details. Like I enjoy like the heart and like um, talking all the way down to like calcium channels and mm-hmm. like, you know, your heart muscles and how to make them pump and like all the details of this. I'm trying to keep this very generic, but I can get lost in details where some people are like, what are you even talking about? Yeah. You know, that's why I'm glad we're dating because I'm like, oh, I get to ask you questions mm. all the time. I know it's hard to Google this stuff. I think, like, you were like, well, this is all on the internet. It's very hard to Google a lot of this information yeah, yeah, and true. to hear it, especially the back end of like even you as a student that went through it. I mean, what a good process for big pharma to be able to fund studies and then educate the pharmacists that are going to prescribe this stuff with the studies that you funded that promote your drug. I mean, it, it's a well, pretty thing, good deal for them. The thing about it is like anybody can get on the World Health Organization right now and go look up the flu numbers from 2020 and 2021. Like you can look up that chart right now and, and it's, it's not gone. even a thing. Yeah. It's just gone. And then it just starts right back up in like 2022, like just casual. But I mean, that's when I say the information is there. They, they technically don't hide it. They just say it in a way of like, it's confusing, yeah. you know. But what don't I mean? you think that, like, on a big scale for policy and stuff like that, where it's like political leaders and organizations like that, Look. they have the information out for us. And same thing with our health. If we just took more control of our health, we could avoid a lot of these prescriptions and problems. It's kind of we kind of allow ourselves to be treated like little peasants and ants sometimes because we don't take control of our bodies. We don't uh, hold people accountable when they do us wrong like this. We just kind of float on by and we let them put the graphs up and don't get them in trouble for it at all. You know what I mean? The, the- this is the answer. Politicians ain't coming to save you. A politicians don't do politician things. And I don't even know what a politician is. They haven't <laughs> built anything. They haven't done anything, most of them. So at the end of the day, they're going to make deals behind closed doors and shake hands with the opposite party on different things. Maybe a couple things to keep us happy, but majority of it's not going to happen. So if you want to be against the system, quote unquote, then don't be a customer. How do you not be a customer of them? One is your health. Two is like maybe you're spiritually aligned, you have morals, like you're mm-hmm. fulfilled in life. Third, I- I'm sorry, man. I know the money thing is a kind of a, a touchy subject, but like go make money, especially like the guys. Like there's a lot of opportunity, especially with this generation coming up who want to be get rich quick, don't want to work with their hands. Like go make some income. Like 
that's the whole reason of like on the income side of it is to be more dependent, right? And you just don't want to be a customer by them. Like you, we're, yeah. we keep waiting for the next politician to save us. And they just ain't coming. Yeah. Well, that's uh, I. We got a few questions for you about like how are you able to leave pharmacy and stuff. And I think that's a good question to start out on the next episode, yeah. just of the fact that like you didn't have to give people the COVID vaccine because you had the freedom and the choice to be able to say, I can actually move into self-employment and mm-hmm. my business. And that gives you so much freedom and power to say no to authority like that when they try and force you to do something that you don't want to do. And uh, people have kind of forgotten how important that can really be. Um, but Brian, thank you for joining. We really appreciate well, it. Thank you for having me. And Brian. Uh, American Fesher just came out with my favorite hat, the turkey. <laughs> what is it called? The gobbler. Yeah. And it's got a camo bill and it's my favorite hat so far. Girls, if you're listening and you want your boyfriend to look super cute, go get the gobbler hat. That's on AmericanFetcher.com. And I don't have a promo code, Brian, but it's okay. Um, use code Richie for a discount. <laughs> and uh, you guys will see you next episode. Thank you.